0: Section 10 of the Wise of Cooking by Janet Mackenzie Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Vegetables. Food for energy is secured from the carbohydrates at less expense than from the proteins, meat, fish, etc., and with less tax on the digestive system. Vegetables, including cereals, belong to the carbohydrate group one starch vegetable and one green vegetable should always be given a place in the dinner at which meat or fish is served the flavor of meat is agreeable but by using it in small quantity as a condiment to flavor equally nutritious but cheaper vegetable food we may satisfy physiological necessities and at the same time supply the desired flavor and keep down living expenses noodles macaroni rice hominy Celery, peas, beans, cabbage, and other vegetables, cooked with a little meat or fish, or with simply meat or fish broth, are suitable and satisfying when presented as the substantial dish of the meal. Combined with cheese, they become capable of supporting great physical activity. Whys of Vegetables 1. Why should a knowledge of the composition of vegetables be helpful to their proper cooking? Answer. The way in which vegetables are to be treated during cooking depends upon the kind and quantity of the various foodstuffs that enter into their makeup. The cooking should be such as will most fully retain the compounds which make that particular vegetable valuable. 2. Why cook vegetables? Answer. In general, vegetables are cooked to make them more digestible, to cook the starch and soften the woody fiber. 3 why are lettuce cress endive and the inner stalks of celery uncooked Answer: green vegetables are valued chiefly for flavor and mineral salts both would be lessened in cooking also these vegetables are or can be made crisp and thus are easily masticated four why should these vegetables be washed and dried carefully Answer: they must be washed with great care to free them of earth And minute insects that may be present they should be shaken dry for aesthetic reasons also that oil if used may adhere to them five why set all vegetables to cook in boiling water answer vegetables are set to cook in boiling water rather than in cold water that the flavor and nutritive properties be retained six should we always add salt to the boiling water answer salt is used with most vegetables it makes the water hard and raises the boiling point and both these things are an aid in keeping nutriment and flavor in vegetables but as salt hardens fiber its use must be avoided in vegetables containing much fiber seven should we cook beets turnips parsnips cabbage and salsify in salted water answer no because they contain considerable cellulose fiber season with salt just before they are done or sent to the table eight why cook asparagus spinach and green peas in a small quantity of boiling salted water answer they contain but little fiber also salt will intensify the green color and improve the appearance the quantity of water should be small that the withdrawal of flavor and nutrients be limited and the water should be saved the water clinging to the spinach after washing will suffice for its cooking nine why not use soda in the water in which peas spinach and other green vegetables are cooking answer soda softens the water thus drawing out juice flavor and color and making vegetables tasteless and faded ten why sometimes use a large quantity of water answer cabbage and onions are strong flavored and will often be improved if the flavor be lessened eleven why remove cabbage and onions from the water before they have entirely lost their crispness answer cabbage and onions are usually cooked too long both are more easily digested and assimilated if eaten while a little crisp twelve why soak dry vegetables in cold water for some hours before cooking answer dried vegetables have lost water by evaporation this must be restored to them in some measure before they will cook well thirteen why add soda to the water in which dried peas and beans are parboiled answer the hard cellular structure of dried peas and beans may be made tender in soft water if this be not at hand a teaspoonful of soda may be added to the water for a quart of beans near the close of the parboiling thorough rinsing in a fresh supply of water is essential before the continuation of the cooking Fourteen why cook beets without removing the skins or breaking off the fine roots Answer: if the exterior of a beet be broken flavor juice and color are withdrawn in cooking fifteen why cook potatoes without paring them Answer: the skin helps to retain some of the nutritive properties of the potato sixteen why pare potatoes before boiling Answer: the potatoes if pared, will be whiter and more attractive in appearance the loss of nutrients may be made good by other articles of food if the dietary be not restricted 17 why bake potatoes white and sweet beets and squash so infrequently answer in baking vegetables all the nutritive properties are retained but the time of cooking is lengthened and more heat is required 18 why not steam vegetables more often answer. The nutritive properties are retained in steaming, but the flavor is not as good as when the vegetables are baked, while the time of cooking is about the same. 19. Why not allow the water in which potatoes are cooking to boil rapidly? Answer. If the water boils rapidly, the outside crumbles before the center is cooked tender. 20. Why drain the water from potatoes or other vegetables as soon as they are done? Answer. Unless the water be drained at once from cooked vegetables, they become water-soaked and unpalatable. 21. Why sprinkle salt over cooked potatoes as soon as they are drained? Answer. Salt has an affinity for water, and sprinkled on the hot potatoes draws to itself surplus water, making the potato white and mealy. 22. Why blanch rice before cooking and macaroni after cooking? Answer by letting rice set over the fire in cold water heat very quickly to the boiling point boiling two minutes and rinsing in cold water the grains will be kept distinct while the cooking is completed the starch on the outside having been washed away pieces of macaroni set to cook in rapidly boiling water and stirred occasionally will keep distinct but when tender they must be rinsed in cold water or the starch upon the outside will cause them to adhere twenty three why cook rice and macaroni in rapidly boiling salted water answer if the water boils rapidly the rice and macaroni are kept in constant motion and will not adhere to the bottom of the vessel salt is added for flavor and also to raise the boiling point of the water salted water does not boil until after it is heated above two hundred twelve degrees fahrenheit in cooking starch the higher the degree of heat The shorter the time required for cooking 24 why in mashing potatoes keep the saucepan on the stove and have the milk hot answer to be at their best mashed potatoes should be very hot and the flavor is impaired if reheated 25 why in cooking cereals sprinkle the cereal into rapidly boiling salted water directly over the fire answer the salt is added for flavor Stirring in rapidly boiling water keeps the grains distinct and the mixture smooth. To lessen the liability of burning, the cooking is completed over boiling water, double boiler, but as the temperature in the upper part of the boiler is below that of boiling water, more time will be required than if the cooking be carried out as it was begun. 26. Why should the cover be set ajar when potatoes are cooked and left on the back of the stove to dry off? Answer: steam rises from hot potatoes if the cover be left ajar it escapes otherwise the steam would condense on the cover and drop on the cooked potatoes causing them to be water-soaked recipes candied yams lay paired sweet potatoes or yams cut in halves lengthwise in a casserole sprinkle each layer as it is set in place with salt paprika and brown or maple sugar or honey dot with bits of crisco and add a little cinnamon if desired pour in about half a cupful of boiling water cover and let bake until tender when about half baked lift the potatoes next the bottom of the dish to the top of the dish more water may be needed stuffed potatoes eight smooth regular shaped potatoes one cupful soft sifted bread crumbs one half cupful fine chopped cooked meats or nuts one fourth cupful melted crisco one half teaspoonful poultry seasoning one fourth teaspoonful salt one to two tablespoonfuls milk Pare the potatoes cut them in halves lengthwise and cut out the centers to leave a hollow space in each mix all the other ingredients together and use to fill the hollow spaces put corresponding halves together fastening each with two wooden toothpicks set in a baking pan into a hot oven baste each ten minutes with hot crisco and let cook until tender serve at luncheon or supper onions stuffed with celery eight onions three tablespoonfuls crisco three tablespoonfuls flour one half teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful black pepper one cupful milk one half cupful celery broth two cupfuls cooked celery one half cupful cracker crumbs three tablespoonfuls crisco peel the onions and let cook in boiling water until tender cut out the centers to form thin walled cases while the onions are cooking melt the crisco in it cook the flour and seasonings add the milk and broth liquid in which the celery was cooked and stir until boiling add the celery cut before cooking in slices one-fourth an inch thick and use to fill the onions mix the cracker crumbs with the crisco and spread over the celery in the onions let cook in the oven until the crumbs are browned any of the cream celery left over may be served around the onions squash au gratin cut a squash in halves remove the seeds and stringy portions from such part of it as is required wash and set to cook in a steamer when done remove the pulp from the shell and press it through a ricer add salt pepper and a generous piece of crisco and beat well turn into a crisco dish mix two-thirds a cupful of cracker crumbs with one-fourth cupful of melted crisco and spread over the squash set into a hot oven to brown the crumbs sprinkle half a cupful of grated cheese over the squash before adding the crumbs baked macaroni and cheese three quarter cupful macaroni in small pieces one cupful grated cheese one fourth cupful melted crisco one half teaspoonful paprika one tablespoonful crisco one tablespoonful flour one half teaspoonful salt one cupful milk cook the macaroni in rapidly boiling salted water until tender drain rinse in cold water and drain again put the macaroni in a baking dish Add the cheese and crisco and paprika. With two forks, lift the macaroni repeatedly or until the ingredients are well mixed. Melt the tablespoonful of crisco. In it, cook the flour and salt, then add the milk and stir until boiling. Then pour over the macaroni, sprinkle a little grated cheese over the top, and set into the oven to melt the cheese and reheat the macaroni. Spaghetti with Tomatoes three quarter cupful spaghetti broken in pieces one half canned tomatoes one half teaspoonful salt one tablespoonful sugar one half a green pepper in shreds one tablespoonful grated onion two tablespoonfuls crisco one half cupful grated cheese cook the spaghetti in rapidly boiling salted water until tender drain rinse in cold water and drain again Cook the tomatoes salt sugar pepper and onion about half an hour add the spaghetti crisco and cheese and let become very hot over boiling water green corn creole style eight to ten ears green corn one half green pepper chopped one to two tablespoonfuls grated onion three tomatoes peeled and sliced one teaspoonful sugar one half teaspoonful salt two tablespoonfuls crisco cut the tips of the kernels from the corn on the cobs then with the back of the knife press out the pulp to these tips and the pulp add the onion the tomatoes, sugar and salt and let cook until the liquid has evaporated somewhat add the crisco and more seasoning if needed stewed cabbage remove any imperfect leaves from a head of new cabbage cut the cabbage in quarters discarding the hard portion in the center Let stand in cold water about an hour. Drain and shred rather coarse. Cover with boiling water and let cook, partly covered, from half to three-fourths of an hour. Drain in a colander and return to the fire with, for a quart, a cupful of cream, and stir until boiling. Add a teaspoonful of salt, half a teaspoonful of paprika, and a tablespoonful of Crisco, in little bits. Let simmer two or three minutes, then serve onions stuffed with ham eight onions one cupful chopped ham cooked one cupful soft sifted bread crumbs one quarter cupful melted crisco one half teaspoonful paprika one half teaspoonful salt one tablespoonful fine chopped parsley one cupful milk or broth peel the onions and let cook in boiling water until nearly tender let cool a little and cut out the centers to leave a thin wall of onion chop the onion removed and mixed with the other ingredients except the broth and use to fill the onion cases rounding the mixture above more salt may be needed pour the broth or milk around the onions set in a baking dish and let cook half an hour or longer in the oven serve with or without cream sauce chopped nut meats may be used in place of the ham Broiled tomatoes cut off a thin slice from the ends of each tomato do not peel them cut them in halves crosswise sprinkle with salt and pepper dip in melted crisco and then in cracker crumbs set in a well criscoed broiler and let cook over the coals or under a gas flame from six to eight minutes turning two or three times serve on slices of toast or on flat cakes of Homburg steak creamed cabbage au gratin three cupfuls chopped cooked cabbage One-fourth cupful Crisco, one-fourth cupful flour, one-half teaspoonful salt, one-quarter teaspoonful paprika, two cupfuls milk, one-half to one cupful grated cheese, two-thirds cupful cracker crumbs, three tablespoonfuls melted Crisco. Cut a crisp head of cabbage in quarters and remove the central stalk from each piece. Freshen in cold water if needed. Set to cook in a large saucepan of boiling water, uncovered let boil from half to three-fourths an hour but remove from the fire before the crispness is gone chop rather coarse for three cupfuls of the cooked cabbage melt the crisco add the flour and seasonings and let cook until frothy add the milk and stir until boiling add the grated cheese and the cabbage mix and turn into a baking dish cover with the cracker crumbs mixed with the crisco and set into the oven until the crumbs are browned timbales of spinach two quarts spinach one half teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful sugar one half teaspoonful pepper three egg yolks beaten light one and one half cupfuls brown sauce remove outside leaves and coarse stalks from the spinach wash thoroughly changing the water many times add salt and let boil ten to fifteen minutes turning the spinach many times use no water but that clinging to the spinach after washing drain in a colander Pressing out all the water chop very fine add the seasonings and the egg yolks and mix thoroughly turn into crisco timbal moulds fitted with a round of paper in the bottom press into the moulds compactly set the moulds in a baking dish on many folds of paper and turn boiling water around the moulds to half their height let cook until firm serve with cream sauce if the spinach is served with meat having a sauce this sauce will answer for both dishes canned peas with fresh carrots one large carrot one can peas one teaspoonful salt one teaspoonful sugar one half teaspoonful black pepper three tablespoonfuls crisco scrape or pare the carrots and cut in small pieces of the same size slices cut in quarters or inch long strips are suitable wash then let simmer in boiling water until tender the time will depend on the age of the carrots when cooked the water should be nearly evaporated drain the peas rinse in cold water cover with boiling water let boil vigorously then drain and add to the carrots add the seasonings shake until well mixed and serve at once jerusalem artichokes jerusalem artichokes resemble potatoes in appearance but in composition they are more like turnips pear and throw into cold water to keep them from turning black set to cook in boiling salted water when nearly tender twenty or twenty-five minutes prepare a white sauce a cupful is enough for four or five artichokes using half cream and half water in which the artichokes were cooked as the liquid drain the cooked artichokes shake over a hot stove lid to dry off then turn into a hot dish and pour the sauce over them a little onion or lemon juice or both may be added to the sauce baked winter squash cut or break squash into pieces of a size suitable to serve individually remove seeds and stringy portions but retain the skin bake in the oven as potatoes the time will be from thirty to forty minutes corn pudding three tablespoonfuls cornmeal, one teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful paprika one half cupful cold milk two cupfuls hot milk one tablespoonful crisco one cupful fresh corn pulp or one half canned corn or cornlet, two eggs, stir the cornmeal with the salt, paprika, and cold milk, then stir into the hot milk. Cook and stir over boiling water until the mixture thickens. Remove from the fire and stir in the other ingredients. Turn into a criscoed baking dish suitable to send to the table. Set on several folds of paper in a dish of boiling water. Let cook until the centre is firm. Serve hot as a vegetable with the meat course or with bread and butter at luncheon or supper. One or two tablespoonfuls of chopped green or red pepper is an addition to the dish well worth trying. Franconia potatoes for roast meat. pare the required number of potatoes, cover with boiling salted water, and let cook about 15 minutes. Drain and set to cook around a roast of meat, basted with hot fat each time the meat is basted. Let cook about forty minutes grilled sweet potatoes peel cold boiled or baked sweet potatoes and cut them lengthwise into slices about half an inch thick dip these in melted crisco season with salt and pepper and set in a well criscoed broiler let cook until well browned first on one side and then on the other serve hot with steak chops sausages etc browned hashed potatoes one third cup full crisco six to eight cold boiled potatoes one teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful pepper heat the crisco in a cast iron frying pan put in the potatoes chopped fine sprinkle on the salt and pepper mix all together thoroughly while the potatoes are becoming hot cover and let cook over a moderate fire until the potatoes are brown next to the pan run a spatula beneath half of the potatoes and turn this half over the other hold in place while any surplus fat is drained off then loosen the under side of the potato from the pan and turn on to a hot serving dish mashed potatoes select eight or ten old potatoes of the same size pare and let stand in cold water two hours or longer boil in salted water until done about twenty minutes drain sprinkle with salt and return partly covered to the back of the range have ready a second saucepan and about half a cupful of cream or milk with two or three tablespoonfuls of crisco hot on the stove press the potatoes through a ricer into the second saucepan sprinkle on a teaspoonful or more of salt and beat vigorously with a slitted wooden spoon the potatoes should be light and fluffy neither too moist nor too dry pile lightly in a hot dish and serve at once salad dressings french dressing three tablespoonfuls oil one to three tablespoonfuls lemon juice or vinegar one quarter teaspoonful salt one eighth teaspoonful pepper the ingredients for the dressing may be mixed and poured at once over the salad materials which are then turned over and over until the dressing has been taken up by them or the condiments mixed with the oil may be first used then after each leaf or separate piece has been thoroughly coated with the oil the acid may be poured on and the salad turned over and over until the acid is evenly mixed throughout neither french nor mayonnaise dressing should be strongly acid and one tablespoonful of acid to three of oil is a good proportion in most salads for fish and beets two tablespoonfuls of acid to three of oil would be preferred by many equal quantities of oil and acid are favored by people accustomed to using so-called boiled dressings or by those accustomed to eating vinegar on cucumbers or tomatoes tomatoes are mildly acid and it is a mistake to overpower this natural acid with a quantity of vinegar a very little vinegar or lemon juice in a dressing will give point to or bring out the natural acid flavor of the tomato mayonnaise dressing olive oil one egg yolk beaten light one quarter teaspoonful salt one quarter teaspoonful paprika two tablespoonfuls lemon juice or vinegar one cupful olive oil two tablespoonfuls boiling water to the beaten yolk add the salt paprika and acid and beat with an egg beater until well blended add one teaspoonful of olive oil and beat in it thoroughly then add another teaspoonful of oil and when this is thoroughly blended with the other ingredients add a third teaspoonful continue in the same manner adding the oil in a short time by the tablespoonful until a cupful in olive oil has been used then beat in the boiling water a tablespoonful at a time if all of the dressing is not used at once cover it with an earthen or glass dish and set it aside in a cool place use of french and mayonnaise dressing a french dressing is used for green vegetables for fruit and nuts and to season cooked vegetables meat or fish to be used later with mayonnaise dressing french dressing is used on salads served at dinner mayonnaise dressing is used for delicate meats fish bananas apples and pineapples and for some vegetables as cauliflower asparagus and tomatoes the vegetables enumerated above dressed with mayonnaise are sometimes served as an entree at dinner but in general mayonnaise dressing is reserved for use at luncheon or banquets, cooked dressings are used in place of mayonnaise, but there is no substitute for French dressing. mayonnaise dressing with Crisco, one cupful crisco unmelted, two egg yolks beaten light, one teaspoonful mustard, one teaspoonful salt, one quarter teaspoonful paprika, one quarter teaspoonful black pepper, four tablespoonfuls vinegar. Beat the Crisco to a cream very gradually. Beat in the yolks, then the seasonings, and lastly, drop by drop, the vinegar. End of section ten.